Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 237. It's 237. It's the ENS Wolves podcast. I'm your host Nathan Judah, and back in the office this time round, Mr. Liam Keane. How's it going, sweetie? <laughs> all good, mate. All good. I'm, you know, I'm making a bit of effort coming in. So, where, where are you? Well, mate, our, our roles are, are, are definitely different to you. We have to do split shifts. We do. We're in the morning. We do scheduling your your stuff in the night. We're during the day. We're going to matches here, then everywhere. It's not just Wolverhampton Wanderers that we have to we have to work on, mate. It's West Brom. Oh! Who? Russell. Oh! <laughs> Philip. Oh! Shrewsbury. I could go on Telford. TNS. Oh, it's, it's a thought. That's a dreadful, dreadful. Shocking. Just lazy, really, from you, but I expect nothing less, really. Yeah, absolutely. 100%, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, how's it going? I'll, I'll be honest, I was miserable this morning, and I mean miserable. Shock. Miserable. So it's not it's not great, although you might find it quite hilarious. So I'm going on a trip next week, which I think I, I, think I said pre- previous podcast. So it's kind of like a belated 40th birthday. So I'm going with the boys. We're flying to Vegas for, for three nights, and then, um, and then we're going to LA for the Super Bowl, actually. Uh, which should be which should be a lot of fun and games and being in and around LA for for um, an event for those people who do like the overseas sports. So looking forward to that. However, these guys aren't going are jacked. They're good. They're good looking guys. You know, of course, as am I. But you know, you've got to look after yourself before you go. So I've been thinking about ways to kind of like do a do a, a mini improve in the last few weeks. So I've been kind of doing 100 press ups a day and 50 pull ups a day and. Um, eating right and not drinking in January and all that kind of that kind of you know jig, which people do to kind of get themselves in holiday shape in inverted commas. But what I did do is I went down to the local the local dentists and I've got you know you have these trays that you put your your teeth in don't you at night time and molds or whatever if um <laughs> you know if you've had braces before so I always I've always had my trays that I put in so I thought well, let's get a bit of whitening done let's get a bit of whitening done so. I said, can you do the, you know, where you sit back in the chair and they kind of laser it for like 20 minutes or half an hour, whatever. And they're like, well, we can do that, but it's going to cost you quadruple the amount than these these syringes that you put in and you kind of like put little blobs into your, your trays, your teeth trays at night time. And, um, and then, you know, you wake up and obviously your teeth gradually get whiter. So he's like, we've got, we've got, we've got, we've got small strength, we've got medium strength and we've got the, the top, top, top super 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 strength where you need to put it on maybe once or twice a week maybe for two or three hours it's like okay give me the super strength stuff so i've been doing this for two weeks and i've been doing it for every single night not once one every three (laughs) nights and i'll be honest i've been getting a little bit of toothache from it because it's so it makes your teeth so sensitive that horrible feeling you get in the kind of root of your tooth but i haven't really looked at my teeth i woke up in the middle of the night this morning and I put my the kind of like mirror on on the um, on the on the bathroom cabinet, mate. I look like Ross Geller from Friends. <laughs> it was it was luminous white. I look ridiculous. Jurgen Klopp look like. Oh, it's terrible. I need to. I mean, I'm drinking as much coffee today just to try and try and lower the tone. It's like you know, you see like. Who is it like Katie Price these days? And they, you know, when they look at the ridiculous white teeth, they're kind of like filtered Photoshop stuff and, and his fiance or partner or whatever. And they look ridiculous, like Love Island ridiculous. It's worse than that. It's terrible. You need glasses, honestly. You have had an absolute oh, nightmare. It's a disaster. But it's what, a disaster. Why you even bother, man? Oh, well, you, you know, because know. you know, you've you got to feel 30 again, take 10 years off you, you know. 
It's a lot of work for you, mate. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work with my granddad glasses on and during the game and stuff like that to try and. You've been handing your glasses to the referee recently, haven't you? I I am. I'm old school. (laughs) Throwing my glasses out. Disgusting, disgusting decisions. Oh, dear. Anyway, how are you? Are you all right? I'm good, mate. I'm good. You know what? I, what? I know, as I said... Self-improvement's you... important, mate. Well, and, you know, this, this, this job makes you very, very... Um, you know, when you're on camera, you need to look your best. Some some people don't at times, but, you know, for your image, <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to look the part. I wonder who you're talking about. Um, <laughs> now, to be fair, I've been, I've been enjoying, um, you know, doing... Well, not quite to, to your extent, but, you know, looking mm. after myself. I've been exercising a lot, eating mm. well, mm. not been drinking up until January's just finished. I've had a couple... Here and there, but a couple uh, of halves, a couple of swift halves. Yeah, you know, I had a little, I had a nice little uh, case of uh, brew dog cans that uh, the uh, missus, the the mother-in-law, if you will, got me for uh, for Christmas. I only just opened them the other day. Nice, like golden nectar. When I first had that taste, it was lovely. yeah, I don't mind it. Were you light-headed though? Because I'm worried because I haven't I haven't drank like I say since New Year, so. I feel like the first, the first, you know, as everyone goes to default, spicy skinny margarita when they go abroad. The <laughs> um, first one of them, when they go down, I'm going to be all over the shop. To be fair, I was all, I was fine. All good. Yeah, all good. I've got, you know, some people have got a higher tolerance, haven't they? But, uh, no, Says the guy all... was vomiting outside a Leamington Spa nightclub about a month ago. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh dear, I'll be there again on Saturday night if anyone fancies oh. a boogie. Um, <laughs> actually, have. I've got a few mates coming back home. So. Um, no, I, uh, I, I, you know, I'm preparing a little bit for holiday myself as well I'm booked in just after the season ends uh, to go away to Cape Verde for a week where's Cape Verde? so yeah it, you know I don't actually blame you for not knowing because I didn't have a clue either um, and I asked a couple of mates of mine and they were like the yeah, movie, but I don't yeah. know where my mate was like yeah yeah I know where it is and I went it's, it's alright you don't have to lie I mean I, I didn't know where it was either and he's like no 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 I know and he's like it's near Spain isn't it I was like no no, uh, it is. Uh, they, they were just in the African Cup of Nations, Cape Verde. They, it's. Uh, it's I was just going to say off. Seychelles-ish, but is that nowhere near either? Uh, I don't even know where the Seychelles is. Okay. Um, it, I think it's just off the coast of Senegal. I think if I'm oh, okay. Right, but anyway, it's, it's just off. Sadio Mane country. Uh, yes, yeah, and it's uh, it's like a collection of ten different islands. We're, we're just going to the one, and we've got like a me and me and uh, the missus, and we've got a uh, yeah nice hotel booked. We've we, first time ever. We've booked all inclusive, and we because we wanted to give it a go, and it, we, we normally do like uh, you know like city break holidays or holidays where mm. we're very busy and we go out and do stuff. This is our first one where we're gonna do all inclusive and just like basically not move, just eat, drink, and lounge around by the pool and the beach. And some of them are great value, mate. You know, you have your yeah, you have a few cheeky drinks before, as long as you get you know your VIP bits, so you, you get your top quality liquor get your top quality vodka, you don't want to be doing all this absolute rubbish, then you have your hors d'oeuvres and your canapes, get oh, in yeah. for your starters, fill your boots in main course, then back up to the room for dessert, baby! <laughs> Shocking. Uh, totally right as well. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'm sort of, you know, I'm getting myself ready for that as well. I've got, I've got to get beach ready for uh, for Cape Verde, but I, yeah, I'm, we're getting very excited for it, but... I don't want the season to end. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Action-packed summer for you. Action-packed summer for me. Action-packed January for Wolves. Um, mm. Deadline day's over and done. What do you make of it, mate? Uh, look, we kind of discussed on the day. We've, we, we've discussed, you know, throughout January. I guess we all kind of held out a little bit of hope that maybe there could have been a deal done. I think you always do. And as, despite um, no deals being, you know, looking to looking to happen on deadline day or any major deals from incomings, uh, everyone's still on the site and asking questions. It's still, you know, it's one of those where, well, it's definitely not happening. But I might just check and refresh my phone just in case something might happen at the last minute. But it wasn't to be, Liam. You know, Foson stood firm. 
of course, the major, I guess the major incoming was Chiquinho, Chiquinho or Chiquino, or, or I guess you can say Huang, but we'll say Chiquino for now. And the major outgoing being Adama Traore. What did you make overall summarising Wolves' window? And that they decided to stick rather than twist. Yeah, it's, um, I haven't really changed my, my opinion too much. First on Traore, I think... You know, it's it's always frustrating when you lose a player like him. He can't be replaced in terms of what he offers. I mean, he's got attributes or, you know, the extent of his attributes that no player in, in world football has got, really. Um, look, he he got one goal. It would have been two, obviously, if Brentford wasn't, uh, wasn't disallowed. But he got one goal, no assists in the first half of the season. Um, didn't exactly pull up trees. So, you know, you've got to take that into account. Take into account as well the player who everyone I've spoken to in and outside the club in various different positions has said that he's a top bloke. Now, I know that doesn't mean too much to Wolves fans now because he's moved on, but he's, he's a, he was a, a dedicated professional who tried his best and wanted his best for Wolves and has got himself a dream move. So for the player and for the, for the man, I'm, I'm happy for him as well, to be fair to him. It's. I think it's the the perfect move for for every party involved. To be honest, because Wolves have not allowed him to go to a rival in Spurs. You know they are a, a rival for for Europe as it stands, and he's gone out there and he's got a, a dream move that you know potentially will be uh, will be made permanent in the summer. And according to the Barcelona president, they intend to do that. So we'll obviously see how that one goes. But um, as, as as it overall. Um, it is true well, to let say. Me stop, let me stop you there slightly. Sorry, Liam. Sorry to come stop on, you. Come on, come on. What what you got a problem with now? Well, no, I've got a problem with it. <laughs> but, but look, uh, and, and we're leading the site with it today. You know, a story: Barcelona intend to buy twenty nine million pounds Traore. I don't know why it says Traore, not Adama Traore. I'm going to have to change that on the headline while we speak. See, I've got to edit some of these, some, some of you lot with your headlines. Oh, um, weren't me. I, I was know, off. It wasn't your Intend to buy. Intend is a very ambiguous word for me, and yeah, we I agree. discuss. We discuss the, and, and I kind of had a bit of a rant last week. And, and thanks very much for for your, your kind of feedback on that. I'm sure some people enjoyed it, and some people switched off after 20 minutes. But look, I still don't think that that Barcelona Football Club, who owe money all over the world, by the way. I mean, West Bromwich are waiting for Louis Barry money, who's now moved and I think is on loan at Swindon Town or something like that. For a million, they still owe them a million quid. So to think that twenty nine, that Barcelona are going to spend twenty nine million pounds in an outright deal that's not going to be over instalments, not going to be with with certain moves fixed in, with 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 appearances, with goals, with qualification for Europe, with with maybe getting you know part of Semedo paid off with a potential Trincao deal. You're not telling me that that will be... If that's £29 million that Barcelona are going to write a cheque for to Wolves when they were going to sell him for... How much was it to, to Spurs, potentially? 20 to 25. 20 to 25. So another £9 million on top that they're going to sell him. I tell you what, if that happens at the end of this season, I will hold my hands up, I will strip naked and I will <laughs> run around Molyneux myself. There's absolutely no chance that's going to happen. And if it is, then then I, I'm, I'm definitely leaving myself open to the elements. And I'll tell you what, if it's cold at that time as well, I don't need any acorns going on. Um, I mean, intend to buy, like I say, it just it just leaves so much, so much for me ways to kind of change that change that deal I mean I intend to have a night with Margot Robbie it hasn't happened you intend to be a Wolves fan so, you know coming from don't the even it hasn't go happened. There. but do you know what I mean intend 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 talk to me about that before you go on 
if it helps, I actually totally agree with you. And as I said at the time when the Troy deal went through, that it was, um, it is a bit of a risk. Of course it is, because he may come back in the summer. Um, you know, he's got a year left in his contract. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out in, in terms of him signing the deal. You know, Wolves were were in negotiations with him for a long time. They offered him, a, a, you know, good money, and, uh, and and it wasn't enough. Didn't you know? Was was keen to move on. Um, so it is a risk, and, and that aside, it's a risk doing that kind of business with Barcelona because I think everyone knows that they're they're in particular trouble at the moment. So and Laporta said he's got to perform, you know. So yeah, so of course, let's, exactly. Let's say it's a slowish, slowish few months, and he, you know, he just maybe it fits and starts a bit like he's done at, at Wolves. Is mm. that going to be enough for him to depart with twenty nine million quid? Well, I'm yeah, sure. exactly. For me, though, for my money, I, I still think it's a, it was a risk worth taking. Okay. Purely because the. The saga surrounding Traore is somewhat of a distraction. I understand, you know, in theory, technically, they have weakened their their squad going into the second half of the season. But um, I think they found potentially, obviously, you know, we'll see in the summer, but potentially a solution to that problem, uh, and it was one worth taking. And particularly, you have to understand, you know, player power does have somewhat of an input. And when Barcelona come calling for most players, let alone a player who came through their academy and you know is from the country. It's going to be a big pull for them, so uh, he, of course, wanted to go as well. It was difficult; it's difficult not to, not to make that decision. And you've also got to bear in mind that you know he's, for the most part this season, he's been a bit part player. I say, you know, scored one goal, no assists, hasn't set the world alight, hasn't pulled up any trees. And again, for me, I don't think he suits Bruno Lage's football. Doesn't suit what he wants to do. Um, Are they not uh, gambling on, on, on Pedro Neto's fitness here, though? And that he's going to come back and he's going to be an important part? Because if he's not, I think that they're, I, I think that they're, I think that they're going to, they might come up short this season if they, if they don't get Pedro Neto back to the kind of levels that he was. And for me, there's no guarantees whatsoever that's going to happen. Mm. No, again, that's bang on. I mean, it is a gamble. It is a risk. You know, you have got Huang... Coming back from a much less serious injury than Neto, and you'd hope that he'll be um, he'll be ready to go. So, yeah, it's a, it's certainly a risk, of course it is. But in theory, if the players come back from injury that are are due to come back, and they you know they get minutes here and there and build their way up, they they do have in the forward areas. You know, the other positions are are a, are a discussion and a debate to have. But in the forward areas, they do have a, you know, a decent amount of depth. Chiquinho's come in; he'll. You know he he will be a, a bench player this season, of course being young. But you'd imagine he, he'll get some minutes here and there. We may see something something good from him. He, he played for the under twenty threes, and I think his attitude and application playing playing there away at Sunderland was uh, was promising as well. So there is uh, I think there's good signs. There is good signs on the horizon. As for the winner overall, moving on from Troy as well. It um, look I, I I said it before. I still think they should have brought in a midfielder. Goals are. A, a somewhat of an issue, you know. Jimenez hasn't uh, hasn't hasn't bagged as many as he as he could or should have. You know, Fabio Silva is still waiting, albeit he has improved recently. So um, there's there's work to do there, I think, as well. But we have to understand and and face the, the reality of, of how Wolves are run, and the re- reality is that they they're not going to sign players for the sake of it. They were never going to panic. A player that comes in has to be you know first team ready, and he, and you've got the argument when it comes to. When it comes to um, midfield, that Neves and Moutinho have been one of the best pairings in the Premier League this season, and without them, uh, sorry, if you bring in a midfielder, you know you've got to potentially displace one of those. It, it disrupts what is a um, 
what is what's been a very good partnership. And then that, in turn, if you are going to bring a player in that doesn't displace them, you bring a squad player in, which is exactly what Bruno says he doesn't want, and is exactly what you know the uh, the powers that be that run the club have have uh, have had as their model. That they you know if a player comes in. You know, for a big money, expensive first team player experience, they they want to improve the starting eleven. And January is, for by and large, is a seller's market. Really, uh, this isn't trying to make excuses for fans that are, are disappointed. But you look at the clubs that have spent money; it's for the most part, it's the clubs that are desperate and are struggling. Mm. And 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 that's the reality. You look at uh, West Ham, United. I know Spurs brought a couple in, but they let a couple go as well. The players at Arsenal as well. The players around Wolves, the you know, the, sorry, the teams around Wolves that are potentially going for for Europe as well, didn't do much business at all. Uh, that I think um, that speaks really to to what January is as is as a market. And then of course the, the long term ambitions. Can't you look at that in two different ways? That the likes of, I mean, Spurs made a couple of moves, but but the teams in and around them. So you know, West Ham. These kind of these kind of teams that. That Wolves are going to be pushing and, and playing, and obviously they've got them at the end of the month. And these teams in and around them, Arsenal exactly the same, did not strengthen. And in fact, you know, Arsenal, I guess Aubameyang, you could kind of rule him out anyway, and lost Callum Chambers and a couple of others. But but yes, they didn't strengthen. But isn't that an opportunity missed to say, okay, they haven't strengthened, so let's go for this now? You know, these teams are going to strengthen this summer. We're going to strengthen this summer, but. Let's use this now as a bit of an opportunity to to maybe bring in one or two and and let's let's put the cat amongst the pig, pigeons and and really go for this and 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 try and achieve maybe the impossible at the start of this season and try and get into Europe. The fact that they didn't for me is is a is a missed opportunity more than the fact that okay well we didn't but neither did anybody else. It's it's a great point it really is and that's where most fans I think or, or particularly a large chunk of fans are that's the side of the fence they're falling on. It's um, you know it's lining up the the ambitions and the expectations of supporters compared to you know the folks and the hierarchy the the people that run the club. Um, January aside, and what that is as a as a as a market, you know I think you know everyone knows that, and the, the clubs like Everton and Newcastle, for example, are the ones that that went big for, for obvious reasons as they're struggling. Um, it, it harks back really to to what uh, what. Fosun and, and 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 the owners, the ambition they have, long term, and we knew from the beginning of January. Regardless, I mean, Wolves could have, you know, they could have jumped into you know, first in the table, and potentially they wouldn't have made any any signings in January because they made it very clear that at the start. You know, we're not going to bring a host of players in; we'll bring one or two in potentially if the deal was right. Um, and then you also have to take into account the context with individual players. Botman, a player they went in for in the summer, uh, Wolves were, were very close to signing him, and then Lille bumped their price up big time uh, in uh, in January as Newcastle come, came calling. Again, it's the context of where Lille are as a club. They're, you know, they're in the, the Champions League, they're in the, the knockout stages there. Botman was back from injury and was playing again for them. So it, um, I can understand where fans get frustrated because they, 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 they want to jump at this opportunity now. Fosun, as a, I think this is you know, well documented, um, so I'm not saying anything new here. Fosun are... Taking the the approach that they're going to do this in time, they're going to build towards what is a, Wolves as a commercial powerhouse as well as a football club, and and, and they're, they're taking the the long route, if you will. They're not going to splash the cash for short term success and potentially 
waste money, and that's that's just the reality of how they're going to run it. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, like you say, it's it's very brave by them, and if if, if Wolves can achieve a, a final or or European football, then they've been proved right, and Fos have been proved right, and that's that's a, and let's let's hope that's hope that's that's the case. But I just think it's a little bit risky, and. We keep on talking about the, that they're going to spend in the summer. They'll spend in the summer. I mean, I don't know how much Wolves are going to spend in the summer. But the other the other way of looking at it is, yes, they might get one or two players or three players in the summer. Let's hope that they do. But you're also going to have the issue in the summer of holding on to some of these big names. And I know Adama Traore is probably gone, intends to have gone. But you're not telling me that like Sir Ruben Neves and, and, and your star players here, Max Kilman that there are going to be teams that are going to come call come sar as well come calling for these players and, and put it put, putting I can't get my words out <laughs> the hell um putting it's in big offers the, it's the teeth mate you can't it speak is, mate. It is, and it's set. putting big offers in for these players and you cannot guarantee that these players are going to stay i hope that they do and you hope that they sign new contracts and and you want to keep hold of your best players, but it'll be another summer of, of well, we've we've done pretty well because we've held on to these players, if they can hold on to these players. Can you hold on to these players if they don't have European football? If they don't, if they're not playing at least the Europa League, minimum the Europa League, or winning a cup and getting into Europe, do you need to do you need to do that this season, these next six months or five months? For them to be able to hold on to the player. That's another way of looking at it. Yeah, no, you're right. I think you can keep hold of those players. Of course, it becomes difficult. Uh, that's that's obvious. Um, for me, you've hit the nail on the head there with Neves. For, you know, for me, he's the, the priority uh, in the summer um, or even before. His deal runs out in 2024, so by the summer, he'll, he'll have two years left. They don't want to approach a, um, an Adama Traore situation again uh, with Neves now um, you'd hope that you know I think Neves has got a, probably a better affinity with the club and the and, and the fans um, that's not that's no knock on on Troy Orway because he um, you know as I say you know, he, everything that I've been told is that he's very very professional and, and very well liked but that may play in terms of Neves it may play into all his hands with that you know it's obviously loves the club his his kids have grown up here he um he he's developed I think as a as a player a person as a man being in Wolverhampton as a 21 year old when he came over uh, back in 2017 so uh, that certainly plays into the hands but at the same time you know Bruno is pushing these players Neves being one of them to be a starter for Portugal he's pushing them to go on and do big things in their career they want that with Wolves of course but the players also going to have their own ambitions I think that for me is the priority. Uh, is keeping hold of him and then you look at the squad whether they do or do not spend in the summer um, they have got a slightly ageing squad now you know Jimenez is 30 size 31 I believe um, you know obviously Marcel Bolly they've got, you know, they got a fair few players who are starting to get towards um, not necessarily the last years of their career but perhaps the middle final to contract. latter end of their final, yeah final contract, contract yeah, yeah exactly final you know of their prime at least the yeah. the, the final contract really um, big contract as you say uh, so and Wolves aren't one of those players to to sign a, a long term contract or from Fosun's point of view if the resale clause isn't significantly better or at least similar that's not how they do business is it they they, they want to make money they sign the youngsters they sell them at a profit. Unless they're an exceptional talent, they won't really go into a three or four year deal being one of the highest players at the club when there's going to be no fee or a very small fee at the end of that deal. 
Mm. And the only uh, exception to that is is Giamatino. But then you're mm. right, that's not been long term contracts, has it? No. So, um, so yeah, exactly. Uh, that uh, they're they're the two big issues I think for me come come the summer, and I think it will be. A fairly big sum. I think you could see some some players turned over. I mean, again, you know, that's me speculating on the state of the squad, but I think it's um, it, it's certainly it's certainly possible. I think depth wise, the squad needs um, needs some additions, but it needs you know one, two, three, possibly four players coming into real starting eleven contention. Um, that's depending, of course, on some players that may go out. Uh, but then again, you know, the, the need for players or the need for certain positions has been. Depleted by the performances of certain players, you know they they wanted mm. a centre back, mm. Kilman and Sice. I think uh, you know, I think well, Cody as well has obviously been brilliant. But I think those two were probably the, how surprising about how good and consistent they've been um, because Cody's always been you know pretty good, albeit he's had an excellent season so far. But yeah. those two particularly, you can't you couldn't account for how good they were going to be. Uh, Eight Nori's pushed on again this this year. I feel Samedo again. I feel has pushed on. Vitinho and Neves playing some of the best football in a Wolf shirt this season. Um, that again, that negates the the need for a central midfielder, or, or at least a, a starting eleven central midfielder, which they were looking at. So all of the performances of these individuals has negated the need for for certain places, and then that yeah. comes back again to what their you know their outlook on the squad is. If they're going to sign a player, a senior player, for a lot of money, they want them to go into the starting eleven, uh, and because of how well those players are played, they're not been able to do that. Wolves are an attractive club to go to these days. They really are, and. Look, you can argue, okay, well, Wolverhampton is not the most exciting of places to go, but I think those days have gone now. And to be honest, if someone's umming and eyeing, they'd rather be in London than they would be in Wolverhampton. You don't want those type of players anyway. If it's you know, if, if location is that important to them, you want the players like your Neveses and 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 Moutinho's and and people who have played at the best level and played Champions League level, and they're happy to come in and can be settled. Raul Jimenez has made this a home. Diogo Jota's made this at home. You know, when he was here, you know, they had children here. They've they've made families here. They've, they've they look very very happy. Those those are the kind of players that you want to attract. I'm not bothered about you know Johnny Come Latelys who were who were wearing the latest gear, looking the part in the fancy cars. If they if they want to be in a London, couldn't give a crap. So, but you look at you look at Wolves as a and the kind of stability that Fosun have brought from a a club that now is is an established Premier League club. I don't think there's a lot of volatility there now. And I was a little bit concerned this season that potentially there may have been, I didn't think they were going to go down, but it might have been a, a, a disappointing season. But you look at the players, you look at players who wants to go to a club that has got stability, who is, you know, is doing well. Well, you're not going to go to Burnley, you're not going to go to Watford, Newcastle are all over the shop, Norwich, you know, looking at the table, Everton may be a bit different with Lampard and a bit of money. You know, Leeds, the same. I mean, we all Leeds were everybody's second club, weren't they? It was Wolverhampton Wanderers' first season. Everybody was a big Leeds fan as their second club, and look how they're doing this year. You know, Brentford again, they're going to get stuck into it. Crystal Palace, Southampton. You know, you go all the way up there, and you're left with seven or eight teams, including Wolves, who are an, a very attractive prospect, I think, for a player coming, coming who are going to get played, who are going to give you chances, who give youth a chance, and... For me, there's no reason why they shouldn't get a really good summer. And if they don't have a good summer, Liam, if they don't, if they do miss out on Europe and they do, you know, they, they maybe falter and don't get where they want to in the FA Cup, and they lose another player and they don't get the players in that they wanted, then I think Foson are going to come under some real pressure this summer. I think that kind of goodwill and honeymoon period might be might be all, all over. And I and I hope that. European football attracts the best players, but at the same time, you've got to make these deals now. I think you've got to get it right this summer. Now you haven't done it in January yet again. Mm. The the stability point is a, is a really important one, I think, actually, because 
you mentioned Wolves. The first season come up, you know, they, they did amazing seventh place finish, brilliant stuff. You mentioned Leeds, did very well, came up, and now struggling. Sheffield United, even before before Leeds mm-hmm. came up, had a great first season, relegated the next season. Wolves have been able to stay away from those those issues of those two clubs have fallen into. Now Leeds obviously might not go down, but they're struggling this year. So stability has been really key. Um they had that under Nuno, um, albeit it went a bit stale last season. But they, you know, they had some stability under him. They took a chance bringing Bruno in, and he's done, he's done an excellent job so far. The the facilities at Wolves are great. Uh, I think the the environment in the squad is very good. It's a very you know close knit squad. I think in terms of the, the characters they've got, they've got a lot of, um, and I think they've done that very well actually with the players they brought in historically over the last few seasons. They've got a, a lot of very nice, humble players. There's not many. You know, big egos, many um, troublemakers, really, among the squad. Um, I think that harks back to stability. I think, that, I think that's an important facet of it, certainly. Um, but I have to agree that there comes a time where you, you have to, I think you have to jump. Um, now, I don't mean jump and take financial risks. I don't mean jump and no. and go out and spend 200 million and, uh, and get relegated. <laughs> but I think um, you look at the first couple seasons coming up, or actually, no, I can even go back to, to the championship season. You know, they brought in. I know, I know, loans with permanent options were were part of this, but the players they brought in, Neves, Bolly, Jota, they come up. They bring in Dendonka, Mutinio, uh, Jimenez, Patricio. Aside from those two summers, they haven't mm. really done any business like that again since. No. Now no. they've been able to get away with it, really. And maybe that's an unfair way of phrasing it, but I'll, I'll, I'll use that way. They've been able to get away with it, really, um, in the last few years. I think you know, Nuno did a very good job. Again, albeit last season was a bit stale. They've had good players coming through. Your likes of Kilman is the main example from this season, um, and, and that's you know helped them move on from certain players having struggles, i.e., Bolly, for example. Um, but I do think there comes a point, and it and it could be this summer, and, and in some ways I hope it's this summer where there has to be. Um, a few more key additions simply because of the squad needs to take that next step and evolve a little bit more. It doesn't mean, you know, next season they have to get top four, but I just think it needs to evolve slightly more. And it all depends really on how they're going to do this season, I would imagine, um, or how far they're going to take that evolution in the summer. Because if they do get top four, top six this season, you know, top four is probably fantasy stuff, but let's say hypothetically they do. You'd imagine they'll... uh, They'll use that to their advantage in the summer. It, it, you know, it's a big second half of the season. I think it's. Uh, I think it, it, it potentially. And I don't. You know, put too much pressure on because, um, because of you know the the slight ill feeling with some fans that they felt they should have spent more money. I think potentially this could be the biggest second half of the season Wolves have had in a long, long time. Mm. I think it um, because. And someone made a very good point. I know I'm rambling on a little bit, but someone made a very good point to me the other day. I like um, it. I like it. I'm not the one doing it. I like it. <laughs> I, I, I've been describing, and I still have up until recently, been describing Wolves as uh, an overachieving squad, and you know Bruno doing you know, minor miracles, if you will, because uh, mainly because of the size of the squad, not because of the talent. I think it's a very talented squad, but it's not big enough. Um, certainly not big enough to fight on four fronts if they did get into Europe and they have you know all these different cup competitions to, to compete in. Um, but someone said to me the other day, you know, how how long do you keep calling them overachieving when they when they're still doing as well as they are now? And I think that's a very fair point. Um, maybe now we should start expecting 
more of them in the second half of the season. We might we might be disappointed. We might look back on January as a missed opportunity come May. But I think you've got to have faith in the in the squad that they've got there and what they've done so far and hope that they can replicate it second half of the season. It's a massive, massive February with, this, with the fixtures that are coming up. And um, if they can come out of that in a good position, um, there's no reason they can't go on and have a, a real push for the top seven. Well, that's exactly what I was going to come on to next, Liam. So very, very nicely put. It is a huge month. And a month that will probably shape whether Wolverhampton Wanderers are going to be right in the European hunt because they have got some teams absolutely around them and if they can win two or three of those games and it's not I think they can win two or three of these games then they are going to be slap bang in the middle not only of the top six or top seven but the top four these these are with the rescheduled games that people might not have seen that have come out today this is the February month for Wolverhampton Wanderers Norwich at home we all know we're going to preview that in a bit FA Cup on Saturday big game but then in the league wow talk about the teams in and around you Arsenal at home on Thursday the 10th. Three days later, Spurs away. A week later, Leicester at home. Four days later, Arsenal away again. 27th, three days later, West Ham away. Arsenal, Spurs, Leicester, Arsenal, West Ham. I tell you what, how's your look, Wolves? Because if you want, if you can get in those five Premier League games, if you can get, I'm going to say, nine points... 10 brilliant or above my goodness me with a, with a really kind fixture but really after that until the running for me a decent running then we're really talking but if they go and they get a couple of points and they lose three then I think you can kind of kiss goodbye to to what what we thought but oh if they got if they got a couple if they beat Arsenal at home which they can do straight away just to start that little run of five games with three points, they're going to be absolutely buzzing. Mm-hmm. It's, it feels like a really big month, doesn't it? It's massive. Um, I don't think, you know, it's the hope that gets you in football, isn't it? And I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, me and you, as, as well as supporters to an extent, getting a bit excited at this. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Now, look, we might look back again, you know, it's all about hindsight on this podcast today. We might look back in March and think oh god that was shocking that was terrible uh, and be really down in the dumps but there's no like reason we, like to... like we thought in December potentially which everybody was kind of writing off as a as a horrific month and look what you've happened you've got exactly yeah that's a great point exactly but there's no there's there's no problem at all with having a bit of hope and a bit of excitement going into this because this wolf squad and the way they're playing, uh, the the balls they're showing I think is the best way I could put it that's uh, family friendly um, is is really admirable and and coming off the back of a January that is you know a lot of people have been talking about the transfer window and have almost been negating the the form and how they're playing at the moment but I think this could be a genuinely special season if they can get through uh, I think 9 to 10 is probably a, a pretty good number from from you there that it's you look at those five games and Wolves are very capable of winning all five of them are they going to are they going to do that probably not you know the Premier League is you know a very hard division to win games in but they're more than capable of doing, you know, getting nine points out of these five games and I think that would be a superb haul really and then you look at the running and, and that is a, a March, April, May running mm. and they've got, a, they've got a, a better chance than they've had in a long time of getting 
of getting top seven and getting European yeah. football again. And um, there's nothing wrong with finished last season, which was disappointing. You tailed off, exactly. and tailed off. You know that exactly. is it is finishing, and someone's going to finish like a steam train. There's always one team that comes out that can finish. If you give yourself a chance, you maybe don't have to be fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. You could even be eighth or ninth or even tenth, Liam, as long as you're within that that fighting pack with 12 games to go and you can put a run together and you could you could get it and you know it's it it is exciting I mean I look at it I'm just looking at the odds with the bookies now I cannot believe that Wolves are big underdogs against Arsenal at home on Thursday next Thursday really? I'm, like, I'm stunned they're, they're three that's to one surprising. three to one with Arsenal just even money I'm like I would touch Arsenal at that price I really that's, wouldn't that's they're really all over bizarre. the shop like a Zet situation you've got Bamiang who's gone you know they're playing Martinelli as an emergency forward they've got Enketia problems with, with him leaving the end of the season they've got disciplinary problems they've just I'll tell you what I'd rather I think at best it's a 50-50 it's a toss of a coin who's going to win that game at best for Arsenal so yeah I'm stunned really I think that that's a great game to really start um, you know, start that 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 month. I know they have, they've got Norwich. Start that month with a a great result, and mm. and I think Raul will be. We'll talk about it in a bit, but I think Raul will probably be on the bench on Saturday, especially with him scoring last night mm. for Mexico, and 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 we'll be ready. And, and and Bruno will say, "Get yourself ready for this game. This is the game that I need. I need Raul Jimenez ready to go." Totally. Um, the, the final message really from that 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 rant I went on was, you know. It, it, it's okay to get excited. I think um, this is what football is all about. I think you have you have to go into the February with optimism. And you know we might be talking in our video after the game uh, on the tenth uh, home to Arsenal. We might be sat there, stood there rather talking. You know what a shocking performance they you know they let everyone down. They lost three 0 well, I won't be. I won't, but, be I won't be there. But yeah, I, I forgot <laughs> you weren't there. Yeah, good point. Okay, me and me and Johnny Jewelry might be doing yeah. that. Um, but you're allowed to get excited, and I've got faith in this in this Wolves team. Now you also got to remember as well that, and I've been talking about this for the last month or so in a few of my a few of my pieces that the real test of this Wolves squad, I think, is going to be when they do go through a real bad spell. Um, they had a you know a mini one with the first three games of the season, but they they played very well in those games. Um, but they will go on a run at some point between now and May. It, it, the likelihood of it not happening is, is astronomical. They will go on a run, even if it's two, three games where they don't win, where they maybe lose all of them. And the test for me is how they're going to come out the other end of that. It might happen in February. They might have to, they might have some catching up to do, but they, they've got enough time between March and uh, March and May. It, you know, as you rightly say, if they're in the conversation in the top ten, I think mm-hmm. come April, late March, they're uh, you know they're, they're in the chasing pack. And I think if you're in that chasing pack, you've got every every chance, and uh, and Wolves have certainly got that. They're not moving from eighth, mate, all season. They're not. They've <laughs> no, no. been in eighth for four, four and a half years. I mean, I'm about to say I'll take it, but I, no, take no, that extra step no, to seven. Take no, that. no, 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 we're not taking that. We're not taking that, my son. Right, we're going to get to some questions. First of all, uh, word from our sponsors, Adoption at Heart. We love Adoption at Heart. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time understanding and ongoing support and are looking for recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community, irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book on the next virtual information event? Visit adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place, call 01902 Right, we've got some questions before we, before we um, go on to, obviously, the game on Saturday, it's been a while. Saturday, 
against Norwich. So shall we take some from the peeps? Let's do it. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Um, Alex Birch says, what do you feel are Fosun's current ambitions for Wolves? We know they've uh, dialed in their expectations, but do you still have the ambition to make bigger moves? Do they still have the ambition to make bigger moves when it makes sense? Surely this summer we need to make a statement of intent and one back Bruno and two keep our stars, i.e. Neves. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think I sort of um, addressed that, but I'll try and be fairly brief. Um, yeah, it, it's a bit. It, it is a bit of a balancing act. Uh, I think um, some comments from Jeff Shee that were from last September re- resurfaced again, um, and I think that that does sort of sum it up really that you know they're not in a, a major rush. They're not going to splash cash now for short-term success and potentially risk losing a load of money. It, it it's um, it's difficult to balance. Support expectations. You know, supporters have got every right to want Wolves to win on the football pitch, obviously, and to go places right now. Fosun really have got long-term ambitions and, and, and they're ready to take a steady approach towards that, um, which includes a lot of commercial uh, enterprises as well. You know, esports, fashion, plenty of, uh, plenty of different things they're sort of dipping their toes into as well. Uh, the Asian market, American market, things like that. So, uh, albeit that's not the most exciting or interesting thing to football fans and Wolves fans, which I can understand, of course. Uh, it, it is realistically part of the model and what they're trying to do. And, and they want Wolves to be, you know, consolidated at the you know, top six. They want them to be, a, you know, one of those attractive, prosperous companies slash clubs. And I have to phrase it that way because, of course, of the commercial aspect as well. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they're not going to... They, they've got that approach and they're going to stick with it, basically. Um, and I think patience is probably needed, as, as difficult as that can be. Um, but um, the ambitions are high, but it's they're just going to run it the way that they're going to run it. Nick Arnold kind of says, um, he compares the, the squads between 18-19 and, and 21-22 and says... Uh, what do you think? Do you think he says that there's a much stronger bench these days? So he lists kind of like the top eleven, uh, the main starters, I guess, from the three years. He says that these are the possible subs from eighteen nineteen to twenty one twenty two. Subs in eighteen nineteen: Ruddy, Bath, Hawes, Kilman, Vinagra, Dendonka, Gibbs, White, Cavalero, Costa, Bonatini, and the subs today: Ruddy, Hoover, Marcel, Bolly, Ignori, Dendonka, Kundal, Trincao, Huang, Silva, Chiquino, and says you know he thinks it's much stronger. Do you, do you agree? That's quite a good question. I think it's um, defensively definitely stronger. Um, yeah, I think certainly. I know the Kilman's on the bench from the AT, but you know he's a he's a different beast these days. Mm-hmm. And of course, in the starting eleven, um, going forward, it's it's a weird one because you know you've got Huang Silva, Chiquino. You no, know, we don't know how Chiquino is going to do. You got Cav Costa se- Bonatini in there. Yeah, know, like it's in a different day. And I was always a fan of Costa and Cavalera. I know mm. it didn't quite work for them in the Premier League, but I was always a fan of those those pair. Probably the last so, major January signing, to be fair, Helder Costa <laughs> after that FA Cup win against Liverpool. Um, so, uh, well, Pedenza was January, wasn't he? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, forward, obviously Trincao hasn't exactly done it so far. So going forward, potentially I could maybe edge towards the the eighteen nineteen mm. bench, but um, overall I think it probably is yeah probably is stronger now. Um. Andrew says, how many points for the next six games do you think we need to keep Europe alive? He said, I'd guess at 12, thank you. I mean, we said the five games, so we'll keep the five games, not including the Norwich game. I, I said I said probably, I would I would take, I think nine would be a good result. But uh, what do you think, Liam? 
Yeah, I th- I'd bite your hand off for 12. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I agree with you. I think nine feels more realistic as well. You know, this team is definitely capable of, of getting 12. Of course they are. But they're playing some very tough games. They've got a lot of midweek games. Uh, I think nine is a realistic aim. And I think it would be a very good return. Uh, and that keeps them not only in the picture, depending on other results and, and obviously the teams that they may get those nine again, hypothetically nine points against hypothetically it could put them in an even better position than, than eight so yeah yeah, I think nine's a, a good aim Paul says letting Adama go on loan would hopefully mean that they're confident that Neto's recovery has been successful and he is pretty much ready to go um, what are you hearing about Pedro Neto I mean there's some training shots that have come out today I, I can't see Pedro Neto in any any kind of full training uh, suit Johnny is though so yes. I guess Johnny's further down the line um, yes. have you got any information on, on either of them and when we're likely to see them could Johnny even you know, is it could he even be available off the bench maybe on on Saturday? Or is that is that too soon? Uh, I think with Johnny, you're probably slightly too soon. But yeah, in the last uh, week or two, he was on the grass a bit earlier than that earlier this month. But the last week or two, uh, he's got back into into team training. So that is a a big thing. He he started as as you do, you know, get back onto the grass doing uh, work with the football and, and obviously running and stuff. Uh, and then he started joining in slowly with a few of the. Um, the, the small like phases of play and a few of the uh, like the meetings and things like that sort of getting integrated back into the first team picture uh, and of course now yeah he's been, he's been back in training now so he's definitely further down the line uh, than Pedro is um, but uh, yeah I think it's a bit early for for him to get on the bench this weekend um, I know they're a little bit short on numbers but I'd be surprised um, if, if if he got in so um, yeah good news of course but it's going to take a bit of time with Neto they were they were aiming for. Uh, he's been back on the grass, obviously, uh, for about two weeks now, but they've been aiming for him to get back on um, in team training somewhere around the end of January. Um, as far as I'm aware, I don't think it's happened yet. It's one to check tomorrow. Uh, we've got a press conference with uh, with Bruno, of course. Um, but he will, again, He once he does get in team training, you're looking at three or four weeks of solid training, probably some under 23 minutes, you, you would guess. And, and that might, might be the same as well with uh, with Johnny before we see any first team minutes, arguably. So, um, yeah, it, the way the question then phrased to say, you know, it, it seems to me like he's going to be ready straight away. I wouldn't bank on that whatsoever. The severity of both their injuries, it means it's almost impossible. It would take a, a superhuman uh, recovery for Neto to be back playing straight away. Um, and you've got to also take into account the fact that He's had a, you know two or three setbacks in his recovery. He was meant to be back in October originally. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't bank on that. Uh, it, it's going to be at least a month, uh, potentially longer. Amar's Music Show says, uh, with Bruno always talking about how we need more players and Fosa not delivering that in this window, do you think Bruno and Fosa are on the same page? Now, they have made a a bit of a, an effort. So Bruno's made an effort, hasn't he, in recent weeks to try and bridge that gap or the gap that maybe the uh, the media were kind of portrayed with the way that Bruno was so outspoken and refreshing I guess you know that he's been honest with the players that he wants but he's kind of been maybe maybe told to, to calm it down a little bit and that they're, they're all on the same page what did, what did you I guess what they say and what they think are maybe two different things I'm sure Bruno as any manager wants wants better players and more players and more quality in his squad but um, there doesn't seem to be any kind of like major um, falling out um, outside of uh, the pitch. No, I think yeah, you've summed that up quite well. You've got to take into account the two two sort of parts of this really. One being that the relationship between a manager and his bosses essentially, um, and that is in terms of the working relationship. And then you've got what a what any football manager wants 
for his team and then what he's able to get for his team in terms of the finances and how the clubs run. So, um, yeah, Bruno was very outspoken in terms of what he wanted. Um, it leads, because of, you know, that you only hear from his side, it leads people to think that, you know, he's not being backed, he's not, he's, uh, you know, he's fallen out with A, B and C. That's, as far as I'm aware, not the case. Um, everyone I've spoken to has said that, you know, they, him, uh, Bruno that is, and, and, and Jeff Shee and Scott Sellers, they've all got a very good working relationship, they work very closely, speak every day. Um, and Bruno said it himself on record, he said, you know, I mentioned about having, you know, a centre-back, for example, or getting a striker or a winger, but that was, you know, what he wants as a player, not necessarily, or, you know, as signings, not necessarily what he's going to get. Uh, and he says that, you know, I understand the, um, you know, the, the situation in terms of how a club's run. And, uh, you know, if, if any football manager, you know, you can turn around and say, what player do you want? They'll go, oh, yeah, I want uh, Neymar, Mbappe, mm-hmm. Lewandowski. You know, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So they have to, you know, work on that and weigh up what the club or the squad needs what they can realistically get and, and work together. Um, as far as I'm aware, everyone's spoken to, there's no issue behind the scenes that, you know, there's a, a good work relationship there and um, and and the hierarchy are very happy with, with Bruno. It's just that they they have to take into account everything, whereas Bruno has to focus really on the football side of things and that's the difference. Wolves Women podcast says, with the CKW Stadium not meeting championship requirements, do you think Wolves Women first team, can you see them move, moving to Molyneux if promoted at the end of the season? If not, uh, where do you see them playing? One pack, one stadium? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. Hmm, emoji. <laughs> Says the Wolves were in podcast. Um, look, uh, they, 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 obviously we were there for the Albion game where they, where they were stunning one three 0 I think they went to they, they were filed on on Sunday, drew one one. So they're only two points, still undefeated. By the way, their defensive record, Wolves women, is, is as good if not better than the men's. Played twelve, only conceded nine this season, but they're currently two points off Derby County, who are top with three games in hand. So. Everything is looking really good. Um, do you think that it will need to move? Can you see them maybe playing at Molyneux Liam in the future? Well, the first thing to say is you don't get too ahead of ourselves. It's very difficult for them to get promoted. It uh, doesn't mean they won't, obviously, but you know, you've know you got the one spot at the top and then you've got to play that playoff with the Southern League. So it, it is very difficult to go up, first of all. Um, you just, just go and just wax lyrical, saying, you know, you've got to be hopeful, you've got to get excited about things. You can't then just <laughs> spin it off there. Come on, man. No, no, but you're talking about you know, moving stadiums. You know, you've got to get the season out of the way first. You've got to actually achieve it first. That's what, that's what I mean. Um, but what I was about to say before you very rudely interrupted me, Mr. Well, you know, the negative Nancy here. <laughs> no, that's definitely not me. Um, is that, you know, Dan and, and, and the girls are doing an excellent job. First of all, as you say, they were stunning against uh, West Brom. Very good again the other other day against Fylde. Unfortunately, you know, took the lead and and drew. But um, I think it might be perhaps too big a step at this point to say they'll play at Molyneux. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Don't get me wrong. I think it'd be brilliant if they did. I'm not convinced that would happen. They would obviously have to find find somewhere that is more well that fits the the rules and is more accessible. So. I think that's probably more realistic than than Molyneux at this at this stage. Nothing but Neto. Any update on Chiquinho's knock from the twenty threes match, and what are your general thoughts on his play? Yeah, uh, I don't actually have anything up to date right now on that. But as far as I'm aware, there's there's no issue. You know, he's he's in team training. He's been in yeah. you know in the he's he's pictured in all the um, the galleries that are out there uh, from training this week. So uh, yeah, no issues. Um, from yeah, what I as I mentioned it briefly earlier, actually uh, in one of the other questions was that. Um, the best thing I think you've seen from him as a, a 21-year-old lad coming over from a new country and um, 
and this is no slight on him, but I don't think his English is particularly great from the you know the short interview I, I did see that he did with the club. Um, so of course it's you know it's difficult. He's got to come over and adapt. Uh, I think he showed a really good attitude application in that under twenty three game and, uh, and and looked very direct. Looks good on the ball. Um, so yeah, I think we'll see him get a few more under twenty threes minutes, and 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 of course I'm, I'm sure we'll see him on the bench pretty regularly uh, in the Premier League. And then it's just it just depends when he gets his chance. But I'll be very interested to see if he may get a chance coming on Saturday and I won't jump ahead too much on Norwich but Huang probably you know I suspect he won't be ready for Norwich he's only just come back and come back into training Neto as I've just mentioned obviously Traore's gone I suspect they'll play probably Trincao and Pedence it leaves Chiquinho and possibly Chem Campbell as the two wingers on the bench mm-hmm. you know he may he may very well get a chance against Norwich and for my money that's actually potentially a good opportunity to give him a few minutes um but you can't expect too much, you know. He's yeah. got to get used to the system. Got to get come over and get used to, used to the football. So uh, yeah, give him time. Man Cornwall says, how how does the club tell the fans what the strategy is without telling the rest of the world what the strategy is, and therefore lose a competitive edge on other clubs? Yeah, a uh, interesting question. It um, I do think there needs to be uh, a bit more communication. Um, I think uh, some fans get a little bit frustrated, and I think there could be. Uh, you know, a slightly more improved avenue with that, um, just in terms of frequency, uh, that is. But you're, it, it, it is a. I, I understand the where the question's coming from, but I also think that I think it's fairly well documented, really, what, what how Wolves want to do, and I think it is with most clubs. You know, I don't think the people behind the scenes, the, these business men and women that, that run football clubs, they. Um, you know they're not stupid people by and large <laughs> uh, I, can, I can't speak for some other clubs of course but uh, by and large they're not stupid people and, and they're aware of the tricks of the trade and how it works and, and how other clubs uh, operate so um, I wouldn't suspect it's too much of an issue now of course there'll always be some things they want to they want to keep back for obvious reasons but um, I don't I don't think there's any danger in talking and letting fans know whether that's through people like us or through their own channels to just to really know what what is happening what's going on a bit more a bit more frequently Steve Young says which shall we have to route through these Liam sorry I'm, I'm going on and I I'm going on as you usual. are literally 30 seconds per answer please and from now on here we go Spot which it. scenario in your in your mind is more likely fans wanting to splash to, to a big a big signing in the transfer window to improve the first team or two fans wanting a big signing to give the feel of supporting a big club and bragging rights? I don't really understand that question. I think he says, yeah, it's kind of a strange one. I think Steve's kind of meaning like, do they, Sorry, do they really want it to improve the team or does he want it just because they can brag to the mates, oh, we've spent £40 million on X amount. Oh, I see. It. Yeah, that, actually, no, that's not a... Uh, I, think, I think, by and large, football fans always want the, the team to improve. It comes back again to, you know, the, all the different business ventures that Wolves are doing. Probably 99% of... Wolves fans just want the football club to do well. That's just the reality, um, and uh, I think that's the same really for this question. It's always nice to brag a little bit about you know <laughs> big money signings, but then you know Wolves spent a lot of money on Fabio Silva, and he's of course young and it's still developing. So money's not everything. Uh, Stu says, "What's the point of Red Leicester? It can't be a house cheese like cheddar, and it's not special enough to get on a cheese board." I think he's got a, a very good point. I mean, the cheese board I had at Christmas had Red Leicester in it. So did he get left? No, I, I had a bit, but I had a bit, but it's not my go-to on a no. cheese board. My go-to is uh, obviously your classics like your cheddars, but I, I love a good brie. Mm-hmm. Go straight mm-hmm. for the brie. Um, so yeah, I get his point. I get his point, but I'm, I, I do like you know I like cheese. I'm a big fan. 
I tell you what, you can't be a bit of cheese and chutney sandwich. Oh yeah, that's nice. Delicious, oh, fantastic. Yeah. Give me, do you want it to blow your mind? Go on. Your mind. Said. I thought, I thought um, you were going to say something else for a um, second. Red Leicester cheddar. What? What? What Leicester? What? What colour is Red Leicester? As a cheese. Uh, it's like orange, isn't it? Yeah. Or, yeah. What colour is cheddar as a cheese? What colour is cheddar? Uh, yeah. Like. Well, it depends. It's like sort of lightish in colour, yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what actually colour that those cheeses are? No. White. They're all white. It's it's a dye. They all use dye to dye the cheese. It's not, really? not the colour of the cheese. I didn't know um, that. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. I only had fun that the other day. So they don't they don't um it's all white, bright white cheese, and the only the only way that they, they differentiate from the colours is just colour dye. It's just un, no tasting colour dye, and that's where they get their their, their kind of look from but apart from that it would be white cheese how crazy is that in a weird way that sort of puts me off a little bit I don't know I why. know me too but I don't don't get me wrong I'll still eat it but yes yeah but yeah it's, it's the dye it's, you know most cheese is white in colour mm-hmm. and it's just uh, it's just the different dyes and the different colours that they put in there to make them look different how crazy is that obviously consistency as well but the actual the actual colour itself is is all all colouring wow Welcome to your cheese podcast. <laughs> you don't get this anywhere else, do you? No, absolutely. Um, what's your favourite cereal, says ABC Guy? Oh, um, as a kid growing up, so it probably is now, although I very, very, very rarely have it, um, would be chocolate Wheatos. Oh, we never had them. Oh, they're good, mate. Yeah, I've always, as a kid, always loved them. I went round to my mum's the other day just to you know go see her again and... and uh, and she had some in the house. I had to stop oh. myself. I had to stop myself from having some. I because I, I, I don't buy it uh, at home. So, uh, but yeah, I love a good yeah. Love some chocolate Wheatos. I tell you what, I like. I, mean, I, do, I, I love a good granola. You know, if I'm being healthy, but you know, some Greek yogurt and some some, oh, some yeah, crisp that. granola top of that. Maybe even like maybe some raspberries. Maybe a little bit of almond butter on there. Oh, fantastic! But um, I do like the little mini shredded wheats with with raisins in raisin wheats. Mm. Very I don't think I've good. had that. Oh, delicious! Really good, Moorish. But then you want, then you have them for breakfast. Then you want them like when you've been greedy, like ten at night. Good bowl of cereal at night time. You know you what? Then beat nothing beats a good bowl of cereal right before bed. Oh, it's amazing! Oh, big bowl, mate. big bowl, oh, three yeah. three servings worth. None of this twenty eight grams recommended. You know, you oh, get yeah. the biggest bowl you can. You smash a load of milk in there and have that with a cup of tea. Oh my god! Give <laughs> you, it to me. Now. You are talking my language. <laughs> cereal porn. <laughs> um, right, only a few more. Sorry, we have got loads of questions this week. Apologies, I haven't got back to you. If we haven't, and you want the question answered, just just um, tweet me or Liam. And I'm sure we'll, we'll send a private DM. Uh, Gail says, "Is John Ruddy starting in goal on Saturday? What do you think Bruno will bring Jose Sain to the side for this one?" Uh, I would suspect Sain will probably be on the bench, uh, particularly with Sondergaard and Molden going out on loan. Um, but okay. I. I Give you a scenario now. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. But um, FA Cup final, chance of European football. Wolves are tenth. Ooh. Wolves are tenth and can't qualify for Europe. FA Cup final. You're playing. So you're, you're, Leicester. You're playing Leicester City. Okay. FA Cup final at Wembley. Who starts in goal for Wolverhampton Wanderers? First, you know, FA Cup winning. How many up team years? European qualification on the line. Who starts in goal? The biggest, the biggest game for your club in you know forty years. Who starts in goal? Hmm. One of the best club keepers in Europe, or you keep faith with John Ruddy. Uh, 
I'm going to answer the before I answer your question, just to say I think Ruddy will start against Norwich. I'm going to base my answer to your question off Ruddy has played every game up until this hypothetical mm-hmm. f- final. Um, I do not have it in my heart to stop Ruddy playing that game. I keep him in. I mean, and I, I'll also say, look, Josie Sars was unbelievable, don't get me wrong. But John Ruddy's done very well in those cup games he's come in. He's made some cracking saves. He's made another really good one, or a couple of good ones against Sheffield United. Um, particularly, again, the Carabao Cup games. He made a couple excellent ones. Uh, he's a good goalkeeper, John Ruddy. I don't have it in my heart not to play him. And that also, that could be his last. That could be his last Wolves game. So, yeah, he's out of contract in the summer. I don't. I keep him in, 100%. Okay. Okay, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm a nasty nasty man. I know you are. So I'm I'm playing every time. I'm playing my best <laughs> side. Shocking. I'm playing my best side. It'll be to be, look if they do get there, it will be. A, we'll have to revisit this. There will be a bone of contention with supporters. Maybe not yeah. with Bruno, but it will definitely be a. I think a, a question to ask for certain. Which which team was it? I'm sure there was a was it City that did that like a few years ago. They brought Hart in for. I don't know who it was. Whether it was. Uh, Pantillamon or someone they replaced mm. him. Who, who was who was the cup goalkeeper all the way to the final and they and they replaced him for the final. I think it was City that did it. I'm sure it was. Mm. I just always thought that was so that was so unfair. I mean, goalkeeper it's a one position position. Um, you know, they that goalkeeper's got one chance. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought exactly. Unless there's something really like an outstanding factor that you have to make that change, I think you keep him in. Uh, last couple of questions. Sorry, guys, we didn't get to you this week. Um... How many goals will Adama score for Barca, says Supergran? None. Oh, none? No. So we're not getting that 29 million quid then? Doesn't, well, just because he, yeah, he's, he's, he's never been prolific. Just because he doesn't score goals doesn't mean he, he won't have a good loan there. But I, I, I'm not convinced. Look, I, I actually genuinely hope he does because uh, for all the reasons I've already said. And of course, you know, more likely Wolves will get that feed in as well. Um but I just I don't see him going there and scoring you know ten goals between now and the end of the season, for example. So uh, imagine yeah. if he does. Oh. I hope, no, I hope he does. I'm, I'm happy to be proven wrong any day of the week. But I just don't. I just can't see it. Just, I just don't see it happening. Even with the differences in English and, and Spanish football, I don't see it happening. Last one, David Ellerton. Do we get free entry to see grasshoppers now with our season tickets? <laughs> they should include a little uh, you know a free uh, all expenses trip over there yeah. uh, with every season ticket. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they've got a fair few. Uh, a few loans over there. Five now, isn't it? After, even with Totti Gomez coming back. So, what did you make of Jordao going out there? You yeah, surprised? I, I know we mentioned it on the video. I, um, yeah, I, I, a little bit surprised. Um, yeah, you've got. I mean, Neves and Moutinho are going to be your, your bankers really to start, aren't they? Dendonka comes in and out. Kundal is was very close to starting against Southampton. Let's not forget in the Premier League. Um, and I think he he will. Definitely get some more minutes. He's on the cusp of getting a lot more minutes. Uh, he has been for a month or two, and I think he will in the second half of the season. But um, and, and you know he's ahead of draw down the pecking order. Simple as that. But I found just for depth, they they could have done with keeping him. Um, and yeah, you just got to weigh up what's best for the player and what's best for the club. For the player, it's better for him to go and play, particularly after his injury. For the club, I found potentially it was better keeping hold of him. In this particular instance, I'd have gone with the club uh, over the player um, and, and, and would have kept him, but that's just me. I'm going to give you my team to face Norwich on Saturday, Liam. Is that OK? Let's do it. OK, I'm going to go. So you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to say Ruddy in goal. Correct. I'm going to say Nori, left wing back. I think, it, I think Marcel will play. 
Okay, there you yeah. go. There we go. The description. I Nori, and you're going to get Marcel. Uh, I'm going to say three at the back. I'm going to say will be uh, Cody. Either side of him will be Kilman and Totti. I I think so. I agree. I'm going to say Nelson Semedo. No, I think Hoover would have played against Sheffield United, but he had COVID. So okay. uh, yeah, I think it'd be. So Hoover. you're going with maybe the backup. Oh, my backup's a harsh. The backup back two with the wing back. So you're going to say Marcel and Hoover. I'm going to say Nori and Semedo. Uh, midfield two. Oh, okay. Here we, go. Here we go. This could be interesting. I'm going to say. I'm going to say Neves and Dendonka. That is exactly what I uh, I've got in my prediction in tomorrow's paper already. Uh, um, but I think you know there's a slight possibility we might see Kundle get a chance. But I think I think it'll be Dendonka and Nevers. And Moutinho just on the bench. Just there's a yeah, lot, I think big, so. Big month, yeah. I yeah. think so. And coming on if need in, needs be, I'm sure he will come on actually. To be honest, and then and then front three. Yeah, I'm going to say when we touched on it earlier. I'm going to say Fabio Silva, and he'll be flanked by uh, Trincao and. Pedence. Yeah, I think so as well. I think, um, yeah, I think I think that's uh, that front three. I think is almost a banker to be honest, particularly with the injuries and uh, and players coming back. So we've got Sice and uh, and Jimenez coming back. Sice, you know, only just come back this week. Yeah, Jimenez. I don't even think he's in training yet. Is he? Is he yeah, in training? no, I don't. I, th- and I don't think so. He would have been given a, a few days off as well because yes. the rest of the players did. So um, yeah, I can see him. Sice, that is. Uh, being on the bench, mm-hmm. getting ready for Arsenal. Yeah. And I can see Jimenez, who I think it was three o'clock Thursday morning this morning, wasn't it, our time, yes. that, that Mexico played. And that was there. He didn't play the first two games of them, but of course he'd been out there the whole time. Um, Which I'm pleased with. I mean, getting ready, Yeah, getting I'm ready and getting back into training. Himself. And luckily the injury, the calf injury that left him out of Brentford's not, not bad, which is, you know, as Bruno said, hopefully it would be, uh, or wouldn't be bad is what I mean. Um, mm. So yeah, he came on, played and scored. Uh, so yeah, I, I'd, I'd be surprised if Jimenez starts, particularly with it being FA Cup. And I think we thought that Silver would start anyway, but you look at, at what Bruno did uh, in the Villa game all the way back in October when Jimenez came back and it was, that's a big game and he still left him on the bench. Um, so with it being FA Cup, I'd be very surprised if Jimenez plays. Yeah, I, you haven't seen that. I tweeted the goal out today. It's that penalty shuffling run up again, and it makes yeah, I saw it. it. I mean, look, I was actually more confident watching it this this time for Mexico than I was watching it against Wolves. Well, probably because I knew that he scored it. Probably when I posted it, but still, just worries still worries me that he, he does wait to the last moment to mm-hmm. see, which I know a good penalty taken, a confident penalty always does, but. I mean, he literally rolls it in. I mean, if the keeper guesses the right way, and he, I mean, it's, a, it's absolutely the easiest save in the world. Yeah. So let's hope that he continues to hit the back of the net. And um, like I say, a, a firing and fit and firing role for the second half. Goodness me, that could be the key. You know, we're, we're not scoring many goals, but you talk about a difficult month. If he can find his shooting boots on, then it's a different story altogether. Um, look, Norwich City. Uh, let me just double check with you. So Norwich are outside the bottom three incredibly already with Dean Smith. I mean, it just shows. I mean, four wins this season, but Burnley have only had one. Okay, they've got a couple of games in hand, but they are out the relegation zone. Dean Smith doing a great job. And 100% the priority for them, Liam, is staying up this season. I don't think Dean Smith will have any interest whatsoever in some sort of cup run. He will want to get keep his players fresh. And if he keeps winning this league, he will be lauded for forever and ever in that city. And, you know, quite astonishing because they look they looked down and out. And they really did. So I would be very, very, very surprised, especially with all the games. got the, They've got a lot of games coming up as well, that they play a full strength side. In fact, they might even play almost a second string, I think, against Wolves. 
um, on Saturday. There's no guarantees, but they won't need this, will they? They could do this with like a hole in the head. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's uh, you know what you got to give a bit of credit to to Dean Smith. He's done a, a fairly decent job since he's been there. And they've won the last two, haven't they? Uh, Everton and Watford, two big wins. Those their goal difference is minus thirty two. <laughs> minus thirty two. The next right, worst. The, ne- the next. The next. Goal difference is as bad as that. And Newcastle minus twenty two. That's ten goals more on difference. They've only scored thirteen and conceded forty five. I know exactly, exactly. I think and that's um, their first team. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. I think you know they are having a little bit of a resurgence. First time this season they're out of the bottom three. Uh, and this is a club. Remember that you know back at the beginning of the season, certain uh, pundits out there on certain. Radio stations, you can probably guess what I'm uh, alluding to. We're talking about um, talking about Norwich, you know, almost being a disgrace, and they shouldn't be allowed to come up to the Premier League because they just come up and waste a spot. They just go back down again. Well, load of nonsense. What do you, what do you think they enjoy going back down? Um, that's why the manager's been sacked after they beat Brentford. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, get a bit of credit to Dean Smith. I know he's a former Villa, but uh, you got to give him a bit of credit that he's done. Uh, he's doing all right there. He's doing all right. But I think you're right that they they have to prioritise the league, and I don't think any Norwich fan is going to be upset. If they do, um, but you look at their game in the FA Cup earlier in January um, when they beat Charlton, only beat them one 0 obviously League One Charlton, but he played a sh- like strong-ish side. It was a you know the players like Pookie, for example, Ben Gibson, Max Aarons, Rashika, they all dropped to the bench uh, and they brought in, but they brought in it's almost similar to what Wolves do where they bring in players that are in the first team anyway but might not start every week in the Premier League i.e. you know Yehova and Marcel for example uh, Dendonka so um, yeah he did He did a, that's what he did against Charlton and they got through it with a you know, 79th minute winner and he may do something similar again but they are playing on Wednesday uh, at home to Crystal Palace in the league I know Wolves are playing Thursday but I think that, that extra day is important and I can see him probably making a few more changes you might see possibly a you know Adam Eder, Josh Sargent. They both hit a little bit of form just uh, just before the break in the Premier League. They may keep their place, but I'd be surprised if a player like Pookie plays, for example. I think he'll probably be on the bench. You know, Gunn will probably be in goal. Byron will probably come in at right back. I think there'll be a few changes certainly, uh, and they've got a few players coming back from injury. That um, Matthias Norman, who injured himself actually in the nil-nil uh, mm-hmm. against Wolves at Carrow Road in late November. Um, he's been out all the way up until now with that same injury uh, and I think he's had, he had a very good season actually up until that point he potentially is going to come back and he gets some minutes so I could see him maybe starting or come off the bench Billy Gilmore's coming back from an ankle injury may, them two may play in midfield together they've, they've been playing 4-4-2 recently uh, Norwich um, so yeah it's going to be it's, I think I think Wolves as we just said I think Wolves will go fairly strong partly because they haven't got a huge squad partly because and rightly so, I think Bruno has, has uh, you know taken the cup competition seriously. But it all depends, really, um, how difficult the game is going to be. I think on on how strong Norwich go, and I can see them making more changes and going slightly weaker than they did against Charlton, um, purely because of the situation they're in in the league. But that's just that's just my take. Who wants the um, Who wants the the special prize prediction? You or me? What do you want to do? Do you want to pass or do you want to play? Keep oh, it's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna with it being an FA Cup, I'm gonna pass it to you for this. Oh, one. okay, okay. I'm gonna say Wolverhampton Wanderers three, Norwich City nil. We'll take it. I'm not even gonna make a prediction. No, no, don't. No, give me that no, no, rot. no. Don't 
Don't I'm... give me that rot. <laughs> you make a prediction, Keen. You're all on to Wonders Report. I don't pass the book, Humpty Dumpty. Sat on the right. fence over I... there. Well, I actually did a video with um, one of the Norwich reporters earlier what? today. What? What? Uh, you cheated on me. No, How look, dare he, you? look, he's a nice lad. He, yeah, he asked me to do it from oh, the reverse fixture or the first I feel league fixture. Dirty and so, you know, I, I help out. I help out. I help out where I can. Um, I'm going to go, and I, this is what I said on that video. I'm going to go 2 0 Wolves. 2 0 Wolves, okay. All right, so 3 0 and 2 0. So 5 0 aggregate. That, that means that means a fifth round spot. Do you know when the, um, the draw is? Is it the Monday, is it? Fifth round? That's a very good question. I Sunday. haven't checked. I haven't checked. I need to. I, 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 yeah, I need to have a look. I'm, uh, we'll have a look. We'll have a look. Can't I'm, be too, I'm too busy looking forward to the Kidderminster Harriers game. I'm sending Johnny Drury there. That'll. that'll um, he's been to Anfield and Man United back to back. Now I'm sending him to Kidderminster. He'll. He'll, uh, he'll. He'll learn his grassroots from there. Bring him back down to earth, mate. It's Absolutely. the best thing to do. Right. Um, pleasure. See you Saturday, Keno. Looking forward to it, mate. Looking forward to it, mate. It should be good. Hope you enjoy the potty from me, from Keno. Have a great weekend. Spread the word. See you later. Bye.